that make us i'm jake i'm tracy and i'm val i'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable because my microphone cord wasn't working so i'm using just my laptop microphone and i i i might move it over just because it's a little like level of security for me to be hiding raise your hand if you're using your laptop microphone today well yeah and you guys normally (laughs) do this is just raise your hand just feel good Oh, I'm raising my hand. We're See, doing it together. This is we're doing it because yeah, I usually am upstairs with my microphone, my headphones, everything. But I've been back and forth to the hospital this week, and I didn't want to go up in a room by myself. So I'm sitting in my kitchen. So I'm just well. using mine too. Yeah, it's all right every once in a while to just be free range podcaster. Absolutely, that's what we're doing. Free range podcasting. Well, I took all of my cords. We were traveling last week. And I took all of my cords with me that I use for other things besides just podcasting. And that one got mixed in. So I grabbed mm. the wrong. It doesn't. I mean, it's all a thing. Um, but how was your trip? It was Where'd good. Where did you go? Where are all the places that you went? So it, if so, we went to Nauvoo, Illinois, which if if you're a Mormon, that's probably significant. Did you say Mormon? Did you say a Mormon? I, no, I said, yeah, a Mormon. <laughs> It's Are you a Mormon from Spanish Park? But if you're not, it's just a really small town in Illinois, and it doesn't really have a whole lot. I mean, it's got less than a thousand people, or just a thousand people, according to the last census. So wow. Um, but my wife's parents live there. There's a lot of church history sites. They live in Nauvoo. So went through, um, like Kansas City area on our way back, and saw a few church history sites there. I did take a picture. No, we didn't end up taking a picture because there was a baseball game. But I did drive by and see. Arrowhead Stadium. Chiefs are my favorite team, so that was exciting. Nice. And there was a lot of other fun stuff. The kids really enjoyed it. We had a good time. So that was fantastic. Fun. So I went to uh, our friend James Owen's wedding. Uh, he and uh, Ms. the wonderful Ms. Helen got married and went down and saw them. So that was a lot of fun. So and then Val's heading to Miami. So we we're kind of going all over the place. Hopefully, I'll run into Mr. Worldwide and then like. <laughs> like capture some of that energy that he has mm-hmm. yeah can mm-hmm. you uh can you can you send us back some fast x f- flavor i know right <laughs> <laughs> we need it i mean i'm never yeah, gonna actually it, yeah. i'm going i have a weird like transition because i'm going to miami for um super con which i didn't even know that that was a thing but of course it is of course sure read pop so many conventions um because they have a mega con in orlando and and mm, a super con super in, in, in miami um and then i am meeting up with dave in vegas because he's going to be tattooing some friends there on his way to drive and see his mom in san diego for the fourth of july nice. so i'm like i'll just drive i'll meet you in vegas and then i'll drive to san diego with you and we can spend the holiday together and then i got put on an NBA event. So I'm actually going to drive with him to San Diego and have breakfast and lunch with his mom. And then they're going to take me to the airport and I'm going back to Vegas (laughs) so that I can do this NBA event uh, in Mandalay Bay. (laughs) 
Yeah, it must be the summer league, summer league or something like that. I don't know. They just said money, and I said yes. Yep. <laughs> you want to get paid? I sure do. Tell me where I'm going. This is the busy season for that convention life, Val. And so. I, I just got booked to go to Canada oh. for a in August for the Fergus Scottish Festival and Highlander Games. That sounds Holy amazing. I'm so that excited. So much fun. Like a Scottish festival in Utah. Sure, fun. In the Canadas? In, in the Canadas. I think that's what everybody calls it. I've heard that yeah. pretty often. Yeah. The Canadas. Because I think they're... Anyway, all the multiple Canadas. There are so many Canadas. There are. Well, that's no, awesome. that's going to be amazing. That'll be exciting. That's in August, you said? Yeah. Very cool. Wow. Well, my, my busyness in the summer is over. The rest of the year, I'm home, basically. So we'll see how it goes, which is yeah. good because that gives me some extra time to train and run, which I've been trying to do more of. I did some this afternoon. Good for you. Trying to, trying to do a little bit every day and get better every day. So, um, And we're trying to raise money for American Cancer Society. But guys, those that listen, we need your help. we got to get to the halfway point by August. Like what point in August, Tracy? Are we talking August one? Uh, be there? I think it's like mm, for, towards the end or end part of August. All right, so we're gonna say August one just to give ourselves just a little loose our, there. Yeah. But we got to get to the halfway point, and we are on our way. We're just not there yet. I think we've raised. Yes. Those we're halfway to the halfway. Yeah, so we're all getting quarter of the way through. We need to get another quarter of the way there, um, and really, we need to get there quick. And here's the reason why: we've got to raise what we need to raise. And then we've got to get Tracy over the finish line for his dopey challenge because he's got a lot going on there. So he's an overachiever. He is an overachiever. So uh, I'm I'm sitting here fretting over a 10k. Tracy's got that plus the weekend before he's doing another 50 miles. So and I'm doing the half the day after the 10k. So hopefully Tracy makes it back from California. We'll see. <laughs> But everything you donate goes directly to ACS. We don't get a, a sliver of it. We're paying for our own hotels, our own flights, our own shoes, all that good stuff. So I gotta go buy some shoes. You've been yeah. training. Tracy's got his shoes, and I just ate like one of those big cones from the gas station, like the ice cream, like the jumbo cones. Sure. I literally just shoved that in my face before we started recording. Listen, I'm like, I'm going to eat this the whole show. It's huge. Two minutes later. Um, you know, <laughs> it's important to remember that carbs equal energy. And you can't yes. you can't run 10K. It was also a lot of calcium. Yeah. Yes. Which will make your bones stronger. Also good for running to have stronger bones. You don't want weak bones when you're trying to run. I've also That's watched so many bad movies this week that I really just needed like something good. Something so many. Company. I just want to say right now: do not, do not go see No Hard Feelings. Don't, don't do it. And if you do it and you don't like it, don't come complaining to me because I'm telling you right now, it's a stinker. It's awful. Even that Rotten Tomato score is high. Don't, don't do yeah. it. Yeah, I, I don't. Just, just from the trailers, I was like, mm. well, yeah, I mean, it it wasn't on my list anyway. You guys will be shocked to hear 
it wasn't. But I read Brunch your review. Is not on just, I don't feel like I sometimes movies make my not list that I'm like, I oh, maybe I'll break a rule or two to go see this one. I read Val's review. I'm like, nope, no need at all. What was your favorite thing about my review? Because funny enough, I have people sending me their favorite quotes of my review. And so far, the favorite quote of my review is flaming regurgitated crap. That's what everybody keeps sending me in quotation marks. Flaming regurgitated crap. If you want to know anything about what I think about that movie. It's right there. You've listened. If you've been listening to the show long enough, I have never said that about anything on this show. No, you have not. I, Those are three words that you've never put together and described was, the movie. It was the most unfiltered review I've ever heard from Val. Like there was nothing. there wasn't there wasn't a lot about there was not a lot of movie talk. No, it was just me being angry. <laughs> like and and you could tell reading the review, you wanted it to be good. This is the kind of movie that you're like, yeah, it would be great if it was enjoyable. It was not. So and I think that's what was the most frustrating about it because I think when we watch movies especially when we watch movies as much as we do is like, sometimes you'll see something that's not great, right? Cause they're right. not all A's. Sometimes they're B's, sometimes they're C's, but even in the C's, sometimes we see what the movie could be. Mm-hmm. And that makes me even more upset because like when I go into a movie like jujitsu, which is also a flaming pile, like I go in knowing that this is going to be a bad movie, but hopefully bad in, the best bad way. Mm-hmm. I don't have like these expectations. And I'm not saying I went into this movie with any expectations. I went in thinking it's going to not be good, but we've got this person, this person, this person. Yeah, right. So they had to have chosen it for a reason. You have Oscar winners. You have uh, Matthew Broderick's got to have some kind of awards out there. I don't know what they are, yeah. but I'm sure he has them, right? Yeah. And this kid that plays her counterpart in the movie is phenomenal. And there are glimpses, little nuggets where you're like, wow, the shot, the lighting, they they are connecting. And then like not even three seconds later, and you're like, oh yeah, this is just diarrhea. Like I don't, you know, it's like that. I'm sorry. It's like the, ble- the breathing between the diarrhea that you're like, oh, <laughs> this could get better. And then no, it doesn't. It just gets worse. That's, that's what bad. this movie is. That's too bad. And I just love it. I love awkward. the title of your review too, Val. You got naked for this? Like this is. There is a scene and this is a spoiler for you. This might make some of you want to go no, see it. But it. I'm going to tell you it doesn't help. Not you, but like you. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence is hot. Okay. Mm-hmm. She is a very beautiful woman. She gets full on nude in this movie. She beats the crap out of some kids while she's naked on a beach in this movie. And you're thinking, oh my God, is she, are they going to, oh, they show, they show it. Does she look amazing? She looks phenomenal. I want to freeze frame it and be like, okay, those are the areas I need to work out like that. Like this is, she looks great. It doesn't save the film. When J-Law takes off all of her clothes and you see every bit of it mm-hmm. it's kind of like that Je- the jennifer uh aniston movie with vince vaughn where she walks through the house naked to show right. her complete canvas and boy is that moment great but the rest of that movie again 
no to the rest mm -hmm. of that yeah. movie if the jennifers can get naked in a movie and that doesn't save the movie the movie wasn't good that's true this is this is good that we're starting by talking about this awful <laughs> movie because by comparison I had so much fun watching the Crystal Skull yesterday. I had so much fun watching it. I, I did see though one time, Val. I saw an interview with the lady who played Scarlet in one of the GI Joe movies, and she said that she kept she had a really tough workout regime, and she said the reason she kept doing it is because at some point she wanted to show her kids her butt in leather and say your mom at one time looked like that, and she said because that is forever so i'm not saying don't get naked in a movie no. yeah i'm all for just get naked in a good i am i i may have not stated this this on the show before i am pro nudity pro -nude. okay? i am pro women mm -hmm. or men anyone mm -hmm. but i'm a woman so like i put this category i am for you empowering yourself by saying this is what i would like to do and i'm gonna do it and right middle finger to anybody that thinks it's not what I should be doing. I'm all for these statements. And I said, I said a little bit of this in my review, like empower yourself, empower others, do different things, change it up, whatever. But I, I just, I want to be, I kind of, it's like that Hamilton move moment. Like no one was in the room when it happened. When, when Jennifer Lor Lopez, when Jennifer Lawrence lost the bet, to make this movie or got blackmailed or whatever, who was in the room when it happened? When that choice was made, that decision, <laughs> I, I don't know. But I know it wasn't Aaron Burr because he's never in the room where it happens. Aaron Burr? Sure. Be, but he's never in the room where it, where it happens. So Poor Aaron. Poor Aaron. Uh, and that will lead you to a life of murdering your friends. Just so you know. <laughs> when you don't let people be in the room where it happens. Um, so... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We are wrapping yeah. up Indiana June. Not wrapping up. We will do one more episode where we talk about the Dial of Destiny. The two of you have seen it. I don't even want to talk about because I haven't seen it yet. And so uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I feel like gets a really, really bad rap. It's not as bad a movie as everybody says it is, in my opinion. I'm going to get in so much trouble. Yeah. I And I know that a lot of people, like this seems to be the one that people want to pick on. And I get why. And I think that this is the issue with it. I don't think it's as bad a movie as everybody says it is, but I don't enjoy it as much as The Last Crusade or Raiders of the Lost Ark because those movies are so memorable and such a big part of me growing up. Right. And this was just, it just wasn't the same magic. And I don't know that you can capture that same magic again. Let's it's talk about this though. What about movie two and Crystal Skull? Which one do you like better? I like I like Crystal Skull better than Temple. Me of too. I, yes. thought, I thought I was going to get in so much trouble. I no, mean, you I, and I are not in trouble with each other, but we might get. I, hate I, I would say the same. I, I and I I like the first half of Crystal Skull. Yeah, it's when they go to South America that the movie loses me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into that, but but I would say that this is a a slightly better film, but it's neither one is one that I enjoy. I think I think Temple of Doom gets a pass for a lot of people because it was again a movie that they grew up watching. It was for right. a lot of people that was Indiana Jones for them. Right. Like it was I remember that being very very popular amongst my generation a little bit older and and so I 
I get that with Temple of Doom. That wasn't the case for me because my parents didn't let me watch it until I was much, much older. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to stick with Nazis. Like, if he's fighting Nazis, I'm all in. <laughs> if he's not fighting Nazis, I don't know that I'm interested. So that was where be- I came down on, on Temple of Doom. And so Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it's not Nazis, it's commies. Which, which is not a bad substitution. No, it's not. But these commies don't know where they're from. That's a problem. <laughs> Because That's their true. accents change from moment to moment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that wouldn't be as distracting. I mean, it would still be distracting. But what's even worse is when he guesses where she's from and, like, comments on the accent. That changes throughout the movie. He's like, oh, yeah. well, you're hitting those W's with the, with the yeah. or whatever. I'd say Eastern Ukraine. I'm like, okay, so she's trying to pull off a very specific accent that's also changing throughout the movie that yeah she goes in and out of her own voice Mm -hmm. on like three different (laughs) other accents and it's kate blanchett yeah like who's amazing i love literally is it blanchett or blanchett i don't know kate we'll just call her kate Kate? that way we won't get it wrong yeah so it was shocking that it was that hard for her to keep an accent. And, and that wig, that wig is not doing her any favors. I didn't mind. So for and me, that's her idea. Yeah, for me, I didn't mind the wig or the outfits or a little bit of the hokiness because I think what happened in Temple of Doom that I didn't like is they tried to be a little too serious, too serious. further into the yeah. movie. Where at the beginning it was kind of that hokey thing, and then it kind of got serious. But all the Indiana Jones movies, to me. The reason why I love the ones that I love so much is because they're like a mix between a comic book, a superhero movie, and like your teacher that you, that when you actually have that one teacher that you think is cool, that you look up to, or like your dad or your grandpa or somebody. So it's like this real life person that you look up to, plus a little bit of a superhero, plus like this comic book. So it's got to be a little bit like cartoony. So I did love the Mm -hmm. aspects of Crystal Skull that kind of brought in these like comic book characters. Like she's got an outfit that's never dirty and it's like, like the boots and the Bullwinkle. Yeah. Rocky and Bullwinkle kind of thing, you know, like, (laughs) and then like kids that are in the, you know, the soda shop and stuff like that. Like I liked all of that because it, it is this, like make believe time. Shia LaBeouf and his uh, Marlon Brando. I have to say, motorcycle jacket. I, I haven't watched this movie in a long time. And one, I really enjoyed myself. And two, Shia LaBeouf, when he is given the right, whatever, he is really good, and I liked him. And I, he was believable he's, he's okay, in this movie. But- but He's showing up on that motorcycle and that leather jacket where it's straight out of the Marlon Brando. And I was like, yeah, that's a little <laughs> too on the nose. <laughs> well, but his hat was a little more YMCA than Marlon Brando. So that's why it worked for me. Yeah, it, it's true. It was a little too. And, and in that diner scene, when it is all the jocks versus the greasers uh-huh. and they're fighting, because they all look exactly the same. Like, okay, well, I guess I mean, we're just going all in on it. We're just leaning into the ridiculousness yeah. of how this all looks, which yeah. which is fine. And I don't mind it because here's the thing. I thought about it the first time that I saw it. I think I was like, I just don't know that I could buy into what was going on. And then when I think about it, I'm like, okay, but I could buy into 
like the other movies, like yeah. the Holy Grail and the Ark of the Covenant. It, like I'm not a, I don't have a hard time with that, but this, this is where I draw the line in in his Marlon Brando yeah. look. No, and I think I think it threw a lot of people off because it leaked pretty early that it was going to be dealing with aliens. Yeah. And everybody was like, Indiana Jones can't be about aliens. It's like, okay, we had the... I mean, like it's said, about Jesus. The Ark of the Covenant. We had the... No the, offense. Don't. I also know that a lot of people put Jesus and aliens in the same category, just so you know. As Do you far not as watch the History Channel? What's That's that? that whole ancient aliens thing. Yeah, ancient aliens. Well, yeah, the ancient aliens guy had to love this movie. This was <laughs> he was like, this is the most historically accurate uh, Indiana Jones movie that's ever been released. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm I'm not spoiling anything, but I will say it's going to be interesting to see how people react to the newest to the Dial of Destiny because they take a swing in the third act, and mm -hmm. I was okay with it for the same reason. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. But I think it's going to be divisive to some people, so it's going to be interesting. It's a, yeah, it's already been because I've been now that I've already seen it, I've read a few things and I it's it's out yeah. there, but yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm trying not to read anything <laughs> because I think that there's going to be the same issue with Isle of Destiny that there was with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and that's just it's not Raiders of the Lost it's, Ark and it's, it's not Last of the State, and it's not Temple. Movie, I mean, Crystal Skull came out what 19 years after Last Crusade, yeah. That's a long time. And I think the problem was, is that they tried to, they didn't, they didn't try to make this its own thing. They were trying to recapture. Yeah. They, the they, there were a lot of kind of callbacks in it, obviously with Marion making a comeback and things like that. There's a lot of callbacks in it, which is fine. But I do think they tried to make Harrison Ford still the superstar action star that he was in the Indiana Jones the, the first three movies and it's okay to say look he's getting a little bit older and they made a couple of jokes about it in this right. but there right. was something he was doing where i'm like i don't care how old you are that just seems really still impossible yeah i i'm like I, as a 48 year old man i'm like i don't think i could do that of course i'm not in as good a shape as harrison ford by sure. any stretch of the imagination but that's one of the things i did like about the new one is they didn't try and make him do a lot of superhuman stunts it was like yeah. stuff that you could be believable with so yeah well yeah but i do think i think the other thing too with this and with the the artifact that he's going after because he's always going after these supernatural sure artifacts and things of different religions and different um histories and things like that mm -hmm. and and there's always a supernatural element, but I felt like in this one, they went really hard on the supernatural part of it. Like we see more into it than we do with, with Ark of yeah. the Covenant, with the Holy Grail, with the, the chakra stones. Um, th this seems like it's a lot like the ending is, is, is a little, even by Indiana Jones standards, a little bit over the top. <laughs> And like I said, I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with the nuking of the fridge. Like I think that that's tongue in cheek. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. okay. They they point out it's lead line, so it's like so it's okay. You know, yeah. um, they get that close up before he closes the door. Um, it, it's when they get to South America and we get that really, 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 really awful CGI that the movie loses me. We get those computer generated ants, and they're like going into the guy's mouth, and I'm like. 
it, it just it doesn't hold up well. Like you look at the Raiders Lost Ark, and yes, it's stop motion where the guy's face melting, but it's still creepy. It's still but this I was like laughing at the TV last night. And and I think people are going to think 20, 30 years from now that during the time that this movie was made, that we like all accepted that this was really good CGI. <laughs> like this is this is a fad at the time where there was a lot of CGI that we were trying to do things, but none of it, there's a lot of movies from this time frame that none of them look great with the CGI. Right. right. You, you and get I, I just want that on record, so 30 but... years from now, if somebody's doing a report in school, they can have a quote from Jake Dietz that said, no, we knew it was bad. We knew it was bad even then. I didn't care. I just didn't. I remember seeing this movie in the theater with my dad and us just laughing and having a good time. Yeah. Like to me, it was just fun. Yeah. Like the accents, I think, is what always sticks out most to me. Mm -hmm. The ants or whatever. Like I don't, it's, the monkeys. but I, I really did. I think characters were sincere, like the main characters um, yeah. were sincere and believable to me. Um, and I actually loved the fact that it was something different, like, aliens because it, to me especially at the time like the age i was when it came out i was intrigued you know mm -hmm. and like with steven spielberg with his history of alien movies you know and what right. like like to me i was kind of like okay this is you know something new and fun and it was kind a little bit scary when i first saw it as like you know when they just kept giving her the information and giving her the inf like so <laughs> it's okay well you got what you wished for and yeah. you know so yeah. yeah, it was. I don't know. I I enjoyed it. You well, know, think, all the cheese and all the bad CGI. I I don't. I I think the alien piece of it is is fine, and I think it fits in with the time frame that they're doing. I mean, uh -huh. that's a time when the atomic age and people were obsessed with aliens and space and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it's not that like it makes sense in the psychic part of it too. I mean, we know that that's a big thing in the in the Cold War, at least in the right. movies that they were trying right. to do psychic research and things like that I, I think the problem is is that you had david cope who wrote the screenplay didn't want to write this story mm. he tried so hard to get them to do something other than an alien angle and both spielberg and lucas wanted to do it mostly lucas that was really lucas's big push and spielberg was just kind of like okay um but cope has said that he was not interested in writing this but he wrote it anyway. And I, I kind of get that feeling at times with this. Yeah, and, and that's hard. I think when you have somebody on your creative team, that's like, I'm just not on board with this. And you are convinced that's the vision you want to put down, whether it's a book or a story or a movie or TV, like then maybe you need other people on your creative team. And no, that's like, what I did. Why wouldn't I get a different writer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what a dig on him as a writer. You need to be like, like Tom Cruise. Wait, you don't want to give me what I want? Then I'll go find somebody that will. So, yeah. 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 But at the same time, if I were him, I'd be like, I don't want to miss my opportunity to write an Indiana Jones movie. Right. right. So and I if I remember it. correctly, he's friends with both of them. But Well, yeah, yeah. they're all friends. Yeah. They yeah. were all in the room when it happened. They <laughs> <laughs> not there, but the three of them absolutely were there. One of, my, one of my other problems is I, I like in the other Indiana Jones films where he like, you see him figuring things out. Like he, he, he figures out the puzzles and then we are coming along with him. And in this one, it was just kind of like William or John, John Hurt, not William Hurt, would, would say some cryptic line and he'd be like, aha. And he would just know what it was instead of having. See, and I felt like there was more of him figuring things out here than the new movie. 
See, I like yeah. I liked in the beginning yeah. of the movie when they're yeah. trying to find where you know the artifact is and he is doing and they're all running through and then when they get to South America and they go into where his friend was staying and and they were going through all like I I felt like I got enough of that um where and I'm sorry Jake in the new one I don't yes. feel like I get enough of it yeah. sorry um <laughs> but so to me I felt like they did go back to that because I think that's also something that they're missing in um temple of doom yes that there's not enough of that seeking but i think in this one they i got enough for me but i think there's definitely more than in temple i, of I doom. think it's i think it's when they get again when they get to south america it just seems like he he'll say some cryptic puzzle and then indiana jones is like oh that well that's the we got to go through that waterfall it's like so i will say and i watching the movie again and i was paying attention so this isn't like i wasn't paying attention but as they're chasing through the jungle in the duck and in the trucks and all of that stuff, there was a moment where I was like, where are they going? Like, where are they trying to get to? Are they just trying to get away and they're just chasing them? And then they end up at their destination. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's where they were trying to go. So I think that's where a little bit of that hunting piece was missing for me. because it was kind of They just kind of happened on it. Oh, look, there's the skull that the water's coming out of. Oh, yeah. To get yeah. To. yeah. And, and there were bits and pieces in there like they, they throw in, but it feels like it's kind of the, like, if you blink, you miss them. Like, when they're like, oh, three drops, and, yeah, like, okay, so they are on the way to this place. I thought they were just trying to get away from the Russians and the Ukrainian lady. <laughs> okay, so the henchman, I, the big, the big henchman guy, there's one scene right at the very beginning where I'm like, oh, that was just so, I love, I love I love Stephen Bell. Just let him know. <laughs> but there's one little scene where I'm just like, that just did not go as well as they thought it was going to. And it's when he gets out of the car and he comes up and he's saluting them. And they're like, sorry, sir, even you, we can't let in, whatever. And then he just crouches down. And then all the guys like in unison come out and start shooting him. And I loved it. I loved it so much. I love the campiness and the hokiness. Like that doesn't bother me. This just seemed like it's it was the, too much. Like, to me, it was like cool. this choreographed like moment where where the dancer goes down right. and everybody <laughs> else goes. <sighs> except for they came out. <sighs> I want so to say to me, I love it every time I see it. And he's like, "I'll just finish tying my shoe." Yeah, exactly. But to me, I love it because okay. it is so fifties movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's so choreographed. That. It's so Gene Kelly of and, a henchman. They're, they're like in a Moscow dance studio and they're like, and three, two, one. <laughs> that moment was a little bit weird, but I do like him as a henchman anyway. And I do like, I like their uh, rocket ride that they take and you've got both of them with their faces yeah. stretched way back. And yeah. there was just and so much just kind of sitting there. Fun. Yeah. Well, and I like the fact too, and, and, and the new movie does this as well, is that they, they wanted to dye Harrison Ford's hair. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm the age that I'm at and that's okay. And, and they, I like the fact that they had that. And then the new one, even more so that, like I said, they don't do a lot of things um, that he couldn't physically do in the modern, at, at his current age. Well, and I like that they let Marion be her age too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And a lot of times when you bring in somebody and you want them to look more similar to what she looked. No, let her be older because it's, you know, Harrison Ford's aged well. She's aged well. Like, it's okay to let people they have such age. Good chemistry together. Yeah. 
Well, and, and Shia and, and Harrison have good chemistry mm -hmm. together. Yeah, Shia is not the real problem in the in the movie. And I and I do think it gets a much worse rap than it deserves, but it's still not a really great movie, but it's it's okay. I think in I, every franchise there's a movie that is like popular to hate that yeah. one movie. Yep. And this happens like it became out as, oh yeah, this is the punchline movie, and it just stuck to that. Well, and I, I think part of the problem is, is like I said, it's 19 years later, so you have these people who grew up on these other movies, yeah, who love these movies, who this is an important part of their childhood and their and their memories, and then they didn't quite capture what you thought they should have captured, and then therefore you hate it. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's the Star Wars syndrome. I mean, it yeah. really is. Like I'm. I'm the VHS generation when it comes to Star Wars. I watched the original trilogy over and over again on VHS. And then when the prequels came out, we had thought so much about it and talked so much about it. And mm -hmm. what is it going to be like? And what is it going to look like? And it was, you know, 14, what, 16 years later that the, the like prequels that, yeah. started coming out. And it, and it wasn't what we pictured. And there was so much other stuff out there, comics and other things that were out there. And then it wasn't that at all. And then you're like, but, but. But yeah. yeah, like it took me a longer time to go back to the prequels and be like, they're not as bad as I thought they were when they first came out. Attack of the okay, Clones. Except for that one. <laughs> Attack of the Clones, which is still my least favorite Star Wars movie. No, Rise of Skywalker might be my least favorite Star Wars movie. Those two, yeah. Those two can duke it out. I'll figure it out later which one's worse in my mind. <laughs> but, but that, but I think it's kind of that same thing. We have this expectation for what it's going to be like and what it's going to look like. And then when right. it doesn't. Then there's that disappointment. And then the, the, the anger and the mockery sets in. Yeah. yeah Plus, I think, like I said, it, I think the aliens threw people and I don't get why it's like, yeah. if they can go after the Holy grail, if you have voodoo priests and you have people ripping hearts out of chess, I mean, yep. Aliens is too far. Right. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't i don't understand that either i do think it is a little bit of that though like when i i remember seeing the last crusade on the big screen and it was massive and huge yeah. and amazing i was a lot older when i saw this one and so it wasn't as massive or huge it was still massive and huge and amazing but just not the same magic and i wanted it to be that same magic but it's like we went last week and we went drove through the town that my in-laws grew up in uh -huh. father-in-law said yeah this town was a lot bigger when i was smaller yeah that's how yeah. Well, and i also think you need to remember this jake and it's super important and i think we forget it a lot as we get older is that when you get older you're less fun than when you're a kid yeah you can't be expected to have as much fun because we're boring stupid adults now with like rules and responsibilities <laughs> and we pay bills and just yeah. tell people to get off our lawn. I did that yesterday and I don't even have a lawn anymore. Like it's just, we're yeah, not we're as much fun as adults. So we can't yeah. be considered, we can't take it personally when we don't have as much fun at the theater. And you've probably got a bunch of, you know, mid twenties people who this was their Indiana Jones and they're going to compare the new one to this, to, to Crystal Skull. You know, I it just, All I really five of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but overall I'm, I'm with you val i thought this was a fun movie and i enjoyed watching it again i did comment before we started recording that it is 
the second best Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf movie LaBeouf. that I've seen in the last two days. But that's only because we watched Holes last night as a family and Holes is a classic. So classic. are you going to do like a Transformers movie marathon now? No. Hmm. No, we weren't. It. I think if we were going to do like some kind of Shia. He's not in all of them. You could just watch the first two. and then Yeah, we could watch the first two. But I think if we were going to do any kind of marathon, I think Greatest Game Ever Played would be the next one that we would go to. Okay. That's probably my next favorite. I don't know. I Tracy, seen that one. You haven't seen that one? Uh-huh. Oh, we might have to add that to our list. That one's pretty good. It's a it's a typical sports movie, but it's about golf. And okay. he's, he's really good in that one. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm surprised you haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen that one. Okay. Well, it's on Disney Plus, so you can. He's also it. really good in Fury, so we could do holes. Fury's not bad. Fury is nothing like any of these. No, it's not. No, I like Fury. You're not finding Fury on Disney. I would. Plus. I would have to say if we're gonna do a Shia LaBeouf month. LaBeouf. I definitely think we need to do holes. We need to do the first Transformer movie. We need to do the Peanut Butter Falcon. And then we need to do the best game or the greatest game ever. That'd be a good, well-rounded LaBeouf month. (laughs) It's weird that this has all of a sudden become a LaBeouf month that we're talking about doing. This is how we organize our shows, folks. (laughs) We, can we can we tease it by playing the music video about the real life cannibal Shia LaBeouf or whatever it's called? What? Oh I my don't goodness. know. All right. Well, I'll get that sent over to you guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen that. Yikes. I, yeah. All right. You I'll know. see if I can find it real quick. Grades. <laughs> I, I think maybe the reason that I was was okay with the, the aliens in this one, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like there used to be a whole bunch of novelizations based on movies for the longest time. Like there were a ton of Star Wars novelizations where the authors could go off and there wasn't some gatekeeper who was, this is canon, this isn't canon. They could just tell stories set in that universe. And they did that with the Indiana Jones book. And I remember reading one where he found the Lost Kingdom of Atlantis. There yeah. was just all these different stories. And so when it was like aliens, I'm like, okay, you know, I didn't have a problem with that at all. Um, but yeah, just like young indie. Yeah. And those are on Disney plus now too. Yeah. I haven't seen those in a long time. I need to go back and check that out. This is really compelling show right now, Jake. <laughs> We leave it to you, Jake, to, to compel people <laughs> to listen. And when you when you you're muted, so I, I'm muted so that when I found the video to get ready to share with you guys later, uh, which doesn't need to happen right now, but you know, squirrel. <laughs> and so, so I, was, I was riveted by your conversation. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was stunning. <laughs> All right, so so then. The new movie comes out next weekend. Yes. Tracy is going to be on Good Things Utah in my place because I will not be in town. I will, however, still have my written review up on my website. But then the following week, we're going to give you a week to go watch it. We're being nice. Go watch it. 
and then come back and talk with us. And then I think we all need to put together the order in which our Indiana Jones movies lie, like our yes. favorite order from yeah, one to five. I will say I like the newer one better than Crystal Skull. Okay, but we're not doing the order right now, Tracy. I know. I'm just giving you a little, a little nugget, a little taste. Little nug, little nug, a little nug, a little Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> a little taste. A little nug. That wasn't a little taste. That was the full on. That was the full LaBeouf. We got the full LaBeouf of General Jennifer Lawrence. And you okay. want to see naked Jennifer Lawrence running at you. That is the movie, to go save save. The movie. There, there, there is a population of people that may be listening to this right now that are buying tickets to that They're movie. Based on the episode I don't right blame them. That's the thing is, I don't blame you. It's, it's beautiful. It just doesn't save the movie. <laughs> she could have been naked the whole time. Wouldn't have made it better. Would it have made Crystal Skull better if Jennifer Lawrence played the Russian and she ran naked at Indy? Yeah. <laughs> she probably would have done a better accent. I'm sorry, Kate. I'm sorry, like but you, you had I your like chance, it. Kate. This ruined your whole career, Kate. Didn't you it know? Didn't, Whoa, it did not ruin her whole career. Obviously not. She's won awards since this movie. But I'm really disappointed in you, Kate. Uh, I will say I do enjoy that there is an actual sword fight in this movie. Yeah, on top of on top of moving cars, just like a Fast and Furious while, moment. While getting hit in the crotch with big palm leaves. Even though... Even though when they're sitting in the diner and he's like, yeah, I've dropped out of a lot of schools. I did fencing for a while. I'm like, well, that's convenient because she has a sword. So obviously we're going to see that later in the movie. But who doesn't so just do fencing for a little it's bit? Chekhov's when you're rapier. Rapier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend once tell me that I had a rapier wit. And it just made me laugh because I thought of Dumb and Dumber where he says something about having a rapist wit, which is not the same thing. No. Um, Dave is going to get a face tattoo. Um, he told me when we when we first started dating and we were getting serious. And I said, mm -hmm. can I please have three years of us together of pictures of your face without a face tattoo? And then I don't care. Do whatever you want. We're getting up on that time. And I, said, uh, and I asked him a couple days ago, I said, what are you going to get on your face? And he said, a rapier. And I said, why? And he's like, because it's cool. And I'm like, all right. And, but he wants it from an artist in London. So I still have time because we have to save to go to London before. He <laughs> and you get a trip to London out of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not bad. It could be like, My husband's getting super tattooed on his face. No, that's not the weirdest thing we've heard, I'm sure. So, <laughs> could go to Twin Falls, Idaho. Yeah. Yeah, not as exciting. I don't understand the Twin Falls, Idaho reference. I'm, I'm just sorry. saying, as comparing to having to go to London to get a tattoo, she yeah. oh. and like there's a guy in Sioux Falls or. There or, are a lot of artists here. He just Sioux has Falls. a very specific artist. Sure. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. does this very specific so art. There's a specific artist, but it's in like. Podunk, Nebraska, then yeah. that's not as exciting as London. I'm going to look up and see where Podunk, Nebraska is. I want a sticker. I, the whole state. I the want whole a sticker state. that says Podunk, Nebraska. I, I flew into Lincoln, Nebraska, and it literally has two gates. Yeah. That's the entire airport. 
Now I will say Lincoln uh, for, for Sander fans like myself, uh-huh. Lincoln is a special place for us because that's where the Brandon was born. Mm-hmm. The Brandon. The Brandon. Like the Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I like the Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is not as big as Jake's though. Well, no, it's his head's huge. You can't. Yeah. Okay, so before we grade, there were two things I wanted to ask you guys. One, did you see Craven the Hunter trailer? Yes. Mm-hmm. How can Sony do such good work with Spider-Man animated films but can't do anything else in that universe good? It's just the budgets don't all go in the same place. Just The favorite just child so always gets a little bit more in their allowance than the kid that they don't like as much. Uh, I, I feel like Sony, someone has forgotten to tell them that as far as live action superhero movies go, we have moved on from the late nineties and early two thousands. And yeah. you can actually put effort into these now yeah. and not because to me, it it's very much like uh, in the same vein as the old blade movies or the old Punisher movies yeah. that just. And Ru- I think Russell Crowe, if they say to him, you can do a weird accent, then he's in. Like Thor, I mean, there's Lover, a few actors out there. The, the the Exorcist, the Pope's Exorcist, and now this Craven the Hunter. I yeah, feel like I feel like Russell Crowe has finally decided to just hit the point in his career where he's oh. like, I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Like whoever's Absolutely. gonna pay me, and it sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the you want me on there for a couple weeks, and you're gonna pay me a large amount of money. I'll be there. That sounds fine. Yeah, I get to do an accent. You pay me, we're good. Yeah. You want me to dress uh, up in a little dress and be Zeus? I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I was disappointed in the first episode of Secret Invasion, but we'll see how it goes. I, I so, again, I think I told you guys this. I've seen the first three. It is a slow burn, and okay. it is story, story, story heavy. And if you haven't seen, this is one of those that if you haven't seen specific things or you don't yep. remember, like I would, I would recommend if you and if you didn't see my review, I'm sorry. If you have not watched Captain Marvel in a while. If you have not watched Infinity or Endgame or um, I would even say Captain America, the first two, like there are things in all of those and Falcon Winter Soldier, all of those leading up to this, that's going to lead us into a bigger picture that's coming, but it is story, story, story heavy. This isn't something that you're going to go into because you just want to see some flashbang, you know, superhero stuff. It is, it is a slow burn. Yeah. It's very, very, very slow. And there are people that I've talked to about it that have seen what I've seen and they've seen all the things I just told you. And they're still lost a little bit. I'm not lost which is crazy because I had the memory of a goldfish and <laughs> which sometimes is good to be a goldfish. Um, but I didn't have an issue. Like I, re- I was putting things together just fine. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be everybody's cup of tea. I really yeah. don't. But I do think that once, if you have a chance to not watch it until you can watch three at a time, I would do that because yeah. I think if I would have watched one at a time, I wouldn't have gone back to it. But the fact that I watched three in a row, I was like, okay. I, um, I'm worried about myself uh-huh. and my health. And I hope that I'm doing okay because I, I might be 
burned out on Marvel for a little bit. And I don't know why. Like I like the idea of sitting down and watching a Marvel mo- show, I'm like, I just don't care. <laughs> and I That's think this would be okay. This would be an okay one to come back to later okay. when you're more in the mood because it really is like it's a deep, deep, deep cut of a lot of it's almost like um Oh my gosh, who's the guy that sings in the Lord of the Rings books? Tom Bombadil. Bombadil. It's almost like a Bombadil, like it's the people that miss Bombadil, but some people don't know who he is. And the only reason I bring that up is because Dave got the Lord of the Rings um, cards. Yes. Uh And there's Bombadil in there. And I was like so excited that he got a deep cut, right? And that's kind of what this is. This is the deep cut going back to fill in a bunch of cracks and then also getting us ready for what they have coming. It is a dictionary of a show. Yeah. Uh, encyclopedia. 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 Like, either one works. I yeah. don't know. It's yeah. somebody's dissertation Ooh. of a show. Ooh. It's like if somebody said to Ty, Ty, we want you to write a Marvel series and put as much in it as you can. It doesn't and, have any. And it's not necessarily so that it's always just because there's a lot of very important information does yes. not mean that it's entertainment. Right. Yes. But there are some moments where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm liking what I'm hearing. It is slow. But yeah, um, so if you need to hold off on this one for a while, I think you'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, and before we start getting comments from Lord of the Rings fans, of the books, we understand there are a lot of guys in the books that sing songs, but we knew that Val was. But talking we about have talked there. about this. But yes. I knew Jake. I knew if I said that out loud. Yes, exactly. But yes, I recognize Aragorn saying, Legolas saying. They all sing. They all sing in the books. We know. Yeah. So but, but I knew if I said them. that Jake would yes. know because yes. so then he had said, the I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted the fans to know before they're like, um, actually, uh, yes, we know. Just stop. Yeah, we know. Just go away. I'm not in the mood for you right now. Exactly. Go read. Go read my review with swear words in it. And it's, that's it's about a, where I'm at it's in a my life right now. Review. Yeah. This is the thing. Is I think that um, there's going to be a lot more of those coming out just because I think that's where I'm at for a little bit. Um, that's all right. In my life right now. That one filtered. Yeah. I all think right. I, lo- I lost my filter and my muchness. <laughs> we ever gave a grade yet you guys we have not we need no. to i'll go first okay. okay um i think it's a b i for me it is a solid b i enjoy it when i watch it it makes me i don't know why but think about summer like i feel like it's the right time of year to watch this movie it makes me think about my dad and going to the movies with my dad um yeah it's, it's a solid b for me there are definitely issues and problems but not ones that that I I'm okay just going moving past it. I would rather have a woman with a bad accent than a woman screaming with an annoying yes. voice the entire movie. Yeah. And they're not eating monkey brains, which is also I, that either way. Like yeah. I can go either way oh, with that. That doesn't bother me as much. I have to give credit to Paul Gibbs. Was it Paul or was it Patrick? Patrick. Patrick, Jake, at the screening of the new Dial of Destiny, he had the monkey skull, but he filled it with red uh, Mike and Ikes or red okay. nibs. 
so it looked like brains inside. That was very, very well done. That doesn't surprise me at all. Coming yeah, and then that. he had the grill chalice and he had it at the Coke machine and he said, I have chosen refreshing. Yeah, so like props to him for that. Except, um, except I'm pretty sure it was a Pepsi commercial that had the... I'm the, sure it was, the, but... Just like it's wrong to put Coke in there. Megaplex doesn't have a Pepsi machine. I understand, so. but... <laughs> for the sake of the joke... Yes, yeah, yeah, just walked right up and smacked that at, right out of it. You I, chose I, wrong. You Pepsi you goes in there. Wrong. You chose um, I'll go next because I know Jake will give it a better uh, score than than I will. Um, I don't remember what I gave uh, Temple of Doom. I'm going to go C plus on this one, um, just because. Um, just the CGI. There's something about it. Like I said in the second half, I'm okay with the first part. The whole um, throwing the the metal in the Area 51 and having the Ark in there, I was okay with all of that. Nuking the fridge, which a lot of people hated, I was okay with. There's just something when they get to South America where the movie just goes off the rails pretty much for me. Um, and just that CGI is just so hard to look past. It's just really, really... You're going to have a problem with the new season of The Witcher. See, and I haven't seen any of The Witcher. There's some CGI issues. Uh, so, I mean, it's not as bad as Quantum Mania. Let's let's be honest. That's still the worst CGI movie I've seen all year, oh my God. <laughs> including this one. Um, so I don't know. It's it's my least favorite. Well, probably Temple of Doom is is a little bit lower, but they're pretty close to me. So yeah, I'll go C plus on this one. I know it's it's off topic, and we should just move on. But I do not understand how Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And Quantum Mania came from the same studio with the uh, no, name is Sony. Like, no, yeah, that you yeah, can I, have. I don't get it. I don't because get if it. If you went, if you went, let's go back to the Coke product. You know, if you went yeah. to the Coke factory and you opened five cans of Coke and they weren't all equally delicious, who are we going to hold accountable? I, I think I was at the Royal Crown Cola factory. <laughs> I grew up on RC Cola. Like, like, why yeah, isn't it consistent? If you're going to make a movie that relies on CGI, you better be at the top of your effing game. And I'm saying I, this I to a company happened, that I love a lot. I think yeah. what happened, we'll, we'll double back to what Val said earlier, is the favorite kid got the more of the allowance. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So don't even make the movie. Yeah. Uh, or make it in a I, different also, way. Or, or hold off until you job, can get those done. DC yeah. does a good job staying consistent with their CGI. It just crap all the time. Consistently <laughs> awful. Um, so maybe James Gunn can work on that. I'm going to give it a B. I like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And going back and watching it again after be, after a few years since the last time that I saw it, I was like, I enjoyed this more than I thought. It. There's some great lines in this. Like I love the scene where they're in the not quicksand because he goes off on a like yeah. a lecture about the difference between quicksand and a dry sand or whatever. And it's like, this is not the time, but I love those moments. I also love that they threw in the line about bringing a knife to a gunfight. Like yeah. there's some good lines in it. It's fun. Uh, I'm much more likely to sit down and watch this in one sitting than I would be temple of doom. So I'm going to give this a B. Okay. So I do want to say too, like um, if, Say you're tired of maybe you need a movie break. I know that's weird coming from us, right? <laughs> but I just got done listening to a fantastic book. 
about making movies, and it's Tom Hanks's book, The Making of Another Major Motion Picture Masterpiece. And mm -hmm. I listened to it, and it's Tom Hanks and like seven other actors who voice through this. And it is such a good book about making a superhero movie based on a comic book. Okay. Interesting. It's really, good. it's really good. That well, sounds great. That's funny you say that because I also just finished a book about making movies that I really, really enjoyed that everyone should Big check out. Twins. Um, I just finished As You Wish by Carrie Elwes, and it talks about his experience mm. making The Princess Bride. Also a lot of fun to listen to. Nice. Oh, excellent. He Tracy, what do you got? Me. Bring something to the table here. Uh, it's not one I've read recently, but I would recommend Creativity, Inc. by the founder mm. of Pixar. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, that's really, really, really good, interesting stuff in there. It's nice. about how they built Pixar, but a lot of their philosophies behind it. And it's going to be interesting. I haven't seen Elemental yet. It's on my list. Um, but I think that that's a studio that's a little bit in flux. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can find their footing again. Yeah. <coughs> well, there you go, guys. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We will be back next week with Dial of Destiny. And we'll let you know what our thoughts are there. Tracy, you'll get a preview of his thoughts on Friday on Good Things You Know. Friday morning. We'll post it online as well because uh, a lot of people will be at work. So, Yeah. Um, and uh, until next time, I mean, check us out on Patreon. Go join our Patreon and also donate to American Cancer Society if you can. Every little bit helps. We are trying five to get... Bucks. We've got to get to 1100 by August, so anything you can do to help us get there, five bucks helps. One buck helps. I mean, if that's what you can do, that's what you can Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I got to tell you guys really quick, um, being on the Facebook group with some of the ACS people, there are people right now who are just finishing radiation and chemo treatments who are planning on running come January. I mean, it's inspiring to see these people who are like, I'm going to, I'm going to go. And even if it's the 5k, they're like, they're finishing chemo and they're going to go do this and they're raising money to help fight cancer while they're going through it. I mean, it's incredible. And cancer affects so many people, five bucks, skip a copy you know, skip the Danish, drop it in the, in the coffers. Let's get this done. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate your support, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, and until next time, I mean, have a great week, I guess. We'll go with that. Sure. What, sure. Now, what was the line from the movie today? Trust me, I'm a math, mathologist or what was the mathlete? Mathlete. Trust me, I'm a mathlete. Mathlete. I was, and I saw that and I was like, we should use that. Yeah. So now that'll be our new Because we're clothing. all good at math. Sounded like a good tagline. Trust us, we're a film lead. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs>